I am delighted that you have found the Mindset Mentor Meets podcast. I'm Angela Cox, your host and indeed the Mindset Mentor, and I'll be interviewing executives and founders at the top of their game to find out what lies beneath. I want to know what makes people proud, how they define success, what holds them back and indeed what drives them forward. This is authentic and natural conversation with the best in the business. So listen in, enjoy and if you love what you hear, please do leave a review. And now, over to today's guest. Hello and welcome to today's podcast episode and I am really excited because I've got somebody that I really like in the podcast chair today. Rob Burkhead is the co-founder of Trinity Transformation and they have been part of my own weight loss journey over the last few years. Rob is an author an Amazon best-selling author, I should say, of a wonderful book, which I have read, called Fit Over 48 for Women. He's an expert in sustainable, and I use that word, sustainable weight loss for women over 40. And he's also just a genuinely nice fella. So when Mr. Cox had his brain injury last year, Rob actually drove to my house, our new house, and Help me to do some things around the house that involved a drill for which I will always be grateful. So, Rob, it is brilliant to have you on the podcast at last. It's been a long time coming. How are you this Thursday morning? I'm very excited to be on. And I like how you didn't mention that the the washing line that I put also then fell down. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to say that, Rob. (laughs) I'll stick to what I'm good at, stick to helping people with losing weight and being fit. Which you do brilliantly, but yeah, the washing line did fall down, but everything else you put up is still there holding everything in place. So I think you did a great job, certainly a better one than I could. I think it's probably says something about me, doesn't it? That the one thing that stuck with me from that is like, I wish I'd put up the washing line better. (laughs) Not that all the other stuff stayed up. I still think about it. I still think I would let you down. (laughs) Oh my God, no. Isn't that just human nature though, where so many of us focus on that one thing that went wrong rather than all of the great stuff? Now, you and I have known each other since 2016. And I even wrote about you and Ben, your other founder of Trinity Transformation, in my first book, Enough, because you were a massive part of that initial weight loss transformation that I had along with the body coach. And you've just kind of been there for me in the background, always supporting, always kind of there with a nugget of inspiration and motivation. And as I said earlier, you're just a genuinely nice fella. So I'm really keen today to sort of explore with you your proudest moments and kind of give you some airtime to shine on this podcast so that you can talk about you for a change rather than everything that you do for all of these amazing women that you work with, because you showcase them so wonderfully. But I want to know about you. I I enjoyed doing this because I was walking and listening to another one of your podcasts. And it made me think, I usually only think about a year back when I'm thinking of like successes or wins, or maybe a couple of years. But actually, the first one, I went all the way back to school to like half my life ago now. So when I completed my GCSEs, which I think 
probably timely because I think it's about that time now, isn't it, where people are getting their GCSE results. And up until that point, I didn't realize their limiting beliefs, but I, I did have a lot of limiting beliefs about what I could and couldn't do academically. And I knew I was good at certain subjects. I was always good at like maths, physics, and that kind of logical thinking, IT computers. So I thought I'll, I'll be all right with those, but we'd like, what are they called? Mocks. We got our mock results back about six months before, and I got like a, a series of B, Cs, and Ds. And I was like, okay, fine. It's not great. My parents are not very happy, but I was like, I'll, I reckon I can do a bit better. But I don't think I really realized what my potential was until I got my GCSE results. In fact, I'll, I'll, I'll preframe it with, I think, something that I think is important here as well, which is my dad wasn't happy with them. I really wanted a car. I love cars, as you know, and I really wanted to get a first car, but I didn't have enough money. I didn't have a job. So he gave me these kind of goals to aim for, which was if I got an A star, which I don't think they get A stars now, but that's showing my age now. <laughs> gone now. But if you get an A star, you get 250 pounds. If you get an A, you get 100 pounds. But if you get a B, you get minus 100 pounds. If you get a C, yeah, everyone always is shocked at this. If you get a C, you get minus 200. If you get a D, it's minus 300 and so on. So there was like, I actually had to pay him if I got, like if I got my mock results, I would have had to pay him thousands of pounds. The psychology of that is obviously very complicated. I'm not going to dig into that. But basically, I opened my GCSE results and I was like terrified because I was like, I really want to get a car. I don't know how. I had no idea how I'd done. I did apply myself probably for the first time ever to revising. I wrote myself like a revision timetable. I bought all those AQA revision books. I don't know if I do them anymore. And I had all these beliefs. I was like, I'm not good at biology. I'm not good at English. But I got all these revision books. They made it a lot more fun. And I opened my results and it was like, a star, A star, A star, A star, A star. I think I got seven A stars and then five A's. So I was like, first of all, I had to buy the car. <laughs> but I think more on a deeper level beyond the car, I just realized for the first time so many things. Like if you work hard in a structured way and you make it enjoyable and you have a reason to do it that's a strong goal, then it can all come together. And I think that's the first time I thought oh, I can do a lot more than I thought I could. Oh my God. I mean, what an incredible lesson to learn at that age. I mean, the success of that is enormous in terms of what you achieve. The incentive is slightly dodgy. Yeah. <laughs> the psychology. I'm not sure parents would get away with that these days, wouldn't they? In, in terms oh, of you know, my dad's old school. <laughs> <laughs> it worked though, didn't it? Because you had something that you wanted. It was incentivized. But I think for me, the bit that really sticks out is how you went about applying yourself. So you did have a plan. You did have that structure. And obviously, just spend the, the six months going out with your mates and like my 14-year-old does at the moment. <laughs> I won't need to revise. I'm just going to wing it. This is what he says now. I think it's so hard, isn't it, to like figure out why you should do it, though? I think that was the clever thing that my dad did. I know there's some dodgy stuff in there, but... I know I was car obsessed. I had, I still got them. All my car magazines, I still got them all in order here. I, I played all the computer games. Like I just could not wait to drive, but I didn't have the funds to do it. So I was like, I didn't get a fancy car, but I got a car. And I was like, What car did you get? With me I got a Ford car or KA. Oh, like yeah. A car. But it was quite new. It was like 6,000 miles and it was mine. So that was the main thing. I did get driven past by a, a builder once and they spat on it and shouted gay at me. And I was like, <gasps> Oh, great. <laughs> Oh, that, that stuck in my mind from that car, but they got better after that one. That's a shocker, that is. What colour was it? It was silver. I made sure I didn't pick like a completely 
you know, it was it was an okay color for like 2007 or six or whatever. I love that you were able to achieve that goal and then drive around in that car. But I guess the thing that I'm thinking about from your dad's perspective is he must have known your potential. Yeah. He must have seen that in you. He must have known you were capable of more, as those that are closest to us often do, even when we can't see it. So, I mean, the incentive that he set for you there is a, a tough one if you've got the C's and D's, but actually he knew you were capable. And so it made it worth your while to do it and apply yourself. It's brilliant. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that I had all these beliefs that like, I'm no good at biology, I'm no good at English. I had all these subjects I decided that I was no good at. And then, yeah, clearly that was, again, just a limited belief. Maybe I was slightly better at the other ones, but yeah, it taught me a lot. And then I think I've always used that, that mindset since to kind of plan stuff carefully, because that's one thing I did for all of my exams after that is have a, a clear plan oh, by the way i didn't do it for six months of revision i did like an intense period of like a month but i have like <laughs> this and this today and i always did that at university like you know just an intense period i can't string it up for six months i was never one of those people to like you know do it gradually it's like no i'm going to go all out for a month and then then rest for the summer just like me all over as well i get that but this kind of process that you went through is applicable to the ladies that you work with because they'll be saying things all the time about what they can and can't do and what they're not good at and what they fail at and what never goes right for them. And actually by getting them to understand that story that you've just told, it's such a, an amazing way to illustrate how we get in our own way. And if you can overcome that, the success that you can have. Yeah, 100%. Constantly trying to help our clients to see that there's no physical barrier there may be things they need to change hormonally and things like that that will make it much easier. But the biggest one is just having the belief they can do it. And if we can get some results, which like, you know, on your journey, I guess once you start seeing some results, then you can kind of get a bit hooked on that. And then like with my GCSE, that first was like, oh, I can do this. And then I got good A-level results. I got a good degree, completely different to what I'm working. But ever since I was like, I know, I know if I apply this strategy and I constantly question all my beliefs, and I don't think, I, I don't think, to be honest, it makes it sound like at 16, I kind of figured that all out. I think I just applied that academically at that point. But later in life now, I've figured out, yeah, you should question everything you believe because it's, as you know, it's all just stories. There's not usually no facts to it. Oh, totally. But, and, and that kind of retrospective look back, we should all do that at the key moments in our life because the learning points are there and we might not have realized them at the time. I think it's fascinating because if I think about my own mindset over the last sort of 12 months since Martin's injury, I kind of lost the plot in terms of looking after myself. As you know, you know, I started to gain weight again. Oh, I'm not as fit as I was. And it's taken me till now, which is 12 months after the event, to start to get a grip of that. And the momentum's building and I'm feeling super motivated again. But interesting where my mind was going during that time in terms of things like, well, it's because I'm perimenopausal now that I can't do this. And just finding excuses to hook into as reasons why I wasn't able to do it. When actually the reason why I wasn't able to do it is because I wasn't doing the right inputs that lead to the good output. So it's back to that planning for success and carrying the steps through that you talked about with the GCSEs. Definitely. And that's a really good point. On I hear from loads of our clients that like, all of their friendship groups or their peer groups, so women similar age, when they're all sort of reaching menopause or perimenopause, 
there's the narrative going around of like, oh, you know, is it we're all going to gain weight because of it? You know, you can't lose weight because of menopause. And once people hear that, and it's very easy, I'm not saying it's their fault, but like the input starts to change suddenly. You know, you start to eat a little bit more, you start to exercise a little bit less because you feel like, what's the point? And that's what we try and do in the program is show all of these women are going through really challenging times hormonally, or not everyone, but a lot of them, and they're still able to achieve results. And it changes that narrative then because people can see, oh, they thought it was this, but actually, yes, that needs addressing and you need to do the right thing, but it's it's not impossible. There is still a way. And it's that comes on to my secret to success later. You kind of got to keep going no matter what and just be prepared to kind of adapt. Oh, yeah. Adaptation is the key word, isn't it? And not allowing yourself to use what can be an excuse in disguise as a reason to move away from the best version of you, which so many, I'm seeing it, so many women in midlife, including me, we're doing that because it's an easy out. But actually, it doesn't make you feel good. So it's being able to apply the principles of the right inputs in the right way, get you the right results rather than yeah. I'll give up because there's a reason why I can't lose weight, which is a load of rubbish. Oh, who knew we could go from GCSEs to menopausal weight loss? <laughs> I can link everything to that. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm doing constantly. Love it. So what is your second one? Okay, so the second one is more recent. So in April this year, we had our first sort of... <laughs> first ever other than we had a retreat last year where, where one of our team came along but we had our first team get together so to give a bit of context i was talking to lucy about this on holiday last week when we met in 2019 it was just me and ben running the business i think when we worked with you we did have a couple of staff we had some issues we were not experienced we had a big tax bill we had started paying back and we had to let our whole team go and we went back to just me and ben we didn't get paid for nine months whilst we were trying to sort the business out and pay off like the tax we owed and stuff. And it was a really, really difficult time. So early this year in April, fast forwarding a few years, we had our first team member join in 2019. And this year we had, I can't remember exactly how many in the team, we have 10, 10 or 11 people. We have 10 people on the team as of today. And we've got another person starting in a week. And we had almost everyone, because some of them are overseas, at a what do you call it? Escape room and uh, just a, a lunch, which sounds very basic, but it was very weird because they all showed up in their Trinity clothing with Trinity hoodies and Trinity tops on. And it was like just, the it men just hit and me. Women like, black. Yeah, like the men and women in black. And we had like a team photo shoot and it was just really bizarre to like sit there and be like, hey, look, some people are not full time, but we're at least helping these people with their, you know, to, to live and pay their bills. But also like, these people are helping loads of other people. Like it just hit me that like we created this from nothing with no business experience. That was much more profound. I was thinking than any of like the financial success or client success stories amazing, but we get a lot of them. So you kind of do get a little bit numb to it. Like I still love hearing them, but it, that was the first time we kind of saw that and we're like, this is actually quite a big deal. <laughs> you yeah, know, you don't really give ourselves any credit because you're constantly trying to grow and do more. And it's just seeing that was like, ah, we have come a long way. And we have made it through some really tough times and we're here now and it's growing and these people are all loving their job as well. They kept saying that and it's like, you almost, you know, you hear stuff and you're like, I can almost not believe it. <laughs> it's been so lovely for me to watch your journey from the other side, not only as a former client, but also as a, an observer, as a friend and as a coach. 
not your coach, but I can see it from a coaching perspective. And I guess when we first met each other 2016, and then I worked with you initially in 2017. Yeah. I guess you were amateur business people. Yeah. What I've seen in terms of transformation is you've transformed into the professional business people that you are today. And the credibility has just gone through the roof in terms of your knowledge and expertise for for both you and Ben and the way that you present yourselves. But there's also this genuine care that you have, not only for the team that you've built, but for the women that you help and that you enable to get to their goals. And you see that through every interaction that you have. So there's almost like a a maturity that's happened Mm -hmm. as the business has grown, as you'd expect. And you've come through those tough times, which I guess are quite grounding because I remember you came to my house, which I think was 2019, and I was on your podcast, my house, and we recorded it, and you were in that zone then. Yeah. yeah. You could see the weight on your shoulders, and now it's just like it's completely gone and you're flying. Yeah, and I would say, like, this is probably coming to the next bit, but it does get easier in terms of that, like, you know, if, if you're really struggling financially, it's not fun. But it's always hard. I think I teach this to, to my clients. I did it on the call on Tuesday. Like whatever path you take is hard. Like it not going well is hard. It also going well is hard. You know, we've got a bigger team now. There's always issues with people. You know, that's what it's like having a team. People are ill. People have grievances. Like, but I think, yeah, yeah you have to grow with it, I think. And that's something we've been very good at, I think, is me and Ben just constantly being like, all right, we push ourselves to get better. We didn't know what we were doing back then. You're absolutely right. <laughs> we thought we knew. I think we were, you know, young and full of testosterone. And you think, you know, or maybe a bit before we met, you know, you think you know. And then when it goes wrong, you really get that slap in the face of like, nope, you don't actually know what you're doing. You were a bit lucky. Obviously, we have always cared. That's, a, that's one of our top values is going the extra mile for people. But caring isn't enough if you don't know what you're doing. It's hard though, isn't it? When you first start out in business, and I found this as well, it was all fluke for me in the beginning. And it's only really for me in the last 12 months that I've started to really think about the business and where it's going. And, you know, because it's just happened. You just kind of go along with that, don't you? And then suddenly you think, well, how sustainable is this? And what am I building for the future? And get your act together a little bit more. So I think so many of us have been through that journey that you've done, but it, it does make you a stronger business person as a result. Definitely. And I think hard work only gets you so far. That's the thing. You're obviously a hard worker. I'm a hard worker. But I think when I was thinking of those secrets to success, we'll come on to later. Like, I think hard work is an element of it, but it's not enough. Because yeah. you, as you said, you, you can only get so far and then you have to actually transition into doing things a certain way. Otherwise, you will burn out and you will. You actually yeah. just like, I can't even do this anymore. I just want to stop. I don't want to, you know, over my computer. So you have to change at that point. Yeah, totally. And and you've done so and built a great team and a great business as a result of it. So big shake your pom-poms moment there. What's the third one then? The third one, I was like trying to pick it between quite a few. I think the first two were clear ones. And then the third one, I've picked a weightlifting one. So a fitness related one. So I don't know if you know much about weightlifting. I know you've done a lot of like, when I say weightlifting, like Olympic weightlifting, you've done a lot of kettlebells. You're really good at that. So the, the most complicated movement for Olympic weightlifting is the snatch, where you have your arms wide and you have to lift the bar from the floor to overhead in one movement. So you don't stop at the shoulders like the clean and jerk. So it's what they do in the Olympics. I'm nowhere near that good. But 
it's really complicated. I have really long arms, so it's not a natural movement for me. And for years, I was stuck at doing a 75 kilo snatch and I weigh about 78 kilos. And I had this goal about basically when I started CrossFit, which is the kind of training I do, I don't recommend clients do it. It's, it's not right for them. But for me, I enjoy it currently. And I had this goal. I very quickly built a certain, certain point on that. I think about 70 kilos. And then I got to 75 kilos in about 2019 and then for ages i was like i want to do this body weight snatch but i couldn't do it i just no matter what i did i couldn't get any more than 75 i just kept hitting this barrier and i'd get marginally better at doing it but the weight i could never increase the weight and it felt really really hard and 80 kilos just felt like impossible it's so heavy lifting off the floor it's like this is going to crush me and what i eventually did so we went through lockdowns i also lost some strength i eventually bought a barbell but we went you know, that actually set me back even more, but I just kind of went back to basics and was like, right, I'm just going to train the technique because I know my technique is the issue. The thing with weightlifting is it's all about technique. There's people who are much lighter than me who lift a lot heavier because of their technique. It's not actually about strength. So I have good strength. So I was like, right, I'm just going to drill with technique. I'm going to go like back to weights that are kind of humbling weights in all the classes. I'll show up to all the classes at my gym and just keep practicing. And then lo and behold, I thought I could do it in a year. This is like most goals, right? It took me until this year. Yeah. But this year we had a weightlifting competition in our gym and I decided I was going to go for the 80 kilo snatch. I did 70, 75. I got there and I was like, right. This was really daunting. I, the first time I did it, I did this competition. I had like this out of body moment because our gym isn't very big. There's only like 20 or 30 spectators, but we walk out from behind this screen to the platform where the barbell is there with the weight on that they'd put on. And everyone was watching and they're all staring at you and they're all <laughs> cheering. And then everyone went, go silent when you're going to lift. So it's deadly silent and you've got like 20 seconds to do one lift. And either you make it or you fail it. And, you know, it's heavy, so it can go horribly wrong. So I stand there and the first one, which was 70, I don't even know what happened. I just remember standing up and being like, okay, I got it. And it was like I was watching myself from outside. I've never, never had that before. It was really odd. I didn't feel anything and it was like still pretty heavy. And then 75 happened and then I was like, right, I'm going to go for the 80 kilo one and went for it. I set up perfectly. I like really braced myself. And then because of all the training, I just did what I did in the other ones and it happened. And I was like, wow, finally, this has been like three to five years in the making. <laughs> and then subsequently, this was only a few months ago. I've now done 85 kilos. I so knew you it was a big block in my head and it's yeah. such a psychological thing of like again this thing that's heavier than my, my body weight it feels so heavy but when you drill the technique and when you practice it enough and when you get out of your head the other day i was just at the gym and i was like sod it i feel good i'm just gonna go for 85 i did it twice i was like ah, oh my there we god go. and for me that was huge because it's, most people can kind of get to 70 just with strength and then anything above that is you actually got to be good. <laughs> it's all technique. I mean, that's exactly the same in kettlebell sport as well. And and the snatch is one of the most complicated moves mm. that I've not actually been able to master yet. And it's kind of back to what you were saying about your GCSEs, isn't it? It's going back to the basics of how am I going to be successful? And what I like about what you've said is you've been able to kind of bring that humility in to say, in order for me to achieve this, I've got to go back to basics, back to almost step one and relearn. And yeah. we've been prepared to do that. And again, how many times do we need to do that in other aspects of our lives, but we're not prepared to because it feels like we're taking a step back. 
but that step back helps us make the leap forward and you've demonstrated that yeah exactly go back and do it but do it properly rather than because yeah there's always at our, at our gym that you're always doing it in a class environment and there's always other people and i'm quite competitive so usually i'm like I'm, they're doing that so i better do that because i know i'm as strong as them but i was having to go i'll let them do that because i know in a few months time i'll get the technique right and then i'll be able to do more but for now i will just be doing half the weight and and making sure i'm getting it right oh, it's incredible it's like that swallow your pride moment isn't it yeah. and and that helps you to spring forward but I mean, that success is enormous for you, but you just mentioned something as you started that story and you said, you know, I I do CrossFit. I don't recommend it for clients. Just tell Mm. me a little bit about that. Yeah. So the reason why, so not to to make this really long-winded is we coach women in their 40s and 50s primarily. As you know, females' hormones change in the run-up to menopause. That can happen up to 10 years before menopause changes can start to happen. So I think the average age for menopause in the UK is 51. So for a lot of people from the early 40s onwards, which is basically where we start helping people, the body is changing. And the sensitivity to stress and cortisol, which is the stress hormone, is changed by changes in other hormones. And if you overstress the body, which can be from work stress, family stress, emotional stress, but exercise, starving yourself, like not sleeping well, drinking too much caffeine, too much alcohol, all that stuff contributes to total stress on the body, which is called allostatic stress. Basically, if you overstress the body, you get what's called chronically elevated cortisol levels. So the stress hormone levels are too high all the time. And that triggers something we call the weight gain triangle, which is three other hormones. So leptin, insulin, and thyroid. Leptin resistance means you'll have more cravings for comfort foods and things like that. And you won't feel full even after eating. So that makes it very hard to lose weight because you're craving stuff all the time. Insulin resistance, that's a storage hormone, means you're more likely to store fat around the middle and less likely to lose it. And then the last one's thyroid deregulation. So thyroid is the gland that's responsible for your metabolism. And that means it'll slow down your metabolism. So all those things make it harder to lose weight. And the stress response, so the body's reaction to stress, so releasing cortisol increases three times more for women than for men. And you will have read this because it's in the book. But basically this means you've got to be much more careful as you get older, especially as a woman, that you don't overstress your body. And most of the people we work with have very stressful jobs and very stressful family lives. Yeah. CrossFit is very stressful on the body. like. I went on holiday last week and I come back to training this week and I had to actually change all the workout this morning because I my hamstring was on the brink of going. I was like, I, I could barely walk around. Like I'm already getting towards the point where I'm like, I'm getting too old for this. I'm going to need to adapt to this because it's really, really hard and brutal. It's like hip training, like spinning classes. They're great if you're like 20 or maybe early 30s and your life's not too stressful, but running a business is stressful. Or having a stressful high pressure job is stressful and then as you get older most of our clients have like aging parents that they have to care for or children that have you know there's issues with children their lives are very stressful as it is so we don't want to add a load more stress by doing something like crossfit or even things like hit training and spinning and stuff like that which is very intense generally we don't see very good results with so we focus on a different type of exercise called list training low impact strength training which is something you can do from home or from the gym it's very efficient. You've done it before with us. And we've always seen the best results from that with our clients. And you don't need to do any cardio, really. You can do it if you want to. It's not beneficial to, to changing the shape of your body. Yeah. And that's what most people want who come to work with us. So you get the benefit of a change in shape in your body. You're dropping the weight and you're also looking after your body on the inside yeah. to make sure that that hormonal imbalance 
isn't going to impact you detrimentally. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. That was a very concise way of saying what I said. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm good at a summary, but I couldn't have said it in the way that you did with all of that amazing information. That's going to help people, I think, because there's so much information out there in terms of what we should and shouldn't be doing. And I know lots of women in their 40s and 50s that are in all kinds of different exercises and perhaps don't have the education as to what switches they would make that will make them feel better. Really, really yeah. good. So we're on to the secrets to success. And these are always different for every person that comes on the podcast, which is why I asked the question. And you've alluded a little bit to what might be on your list. It might not be a list. It might be a one thing, but share it with us. Okay, I've got three things. Love. They're not specific. They're very broad because I think they apply to everything. And look, I'm not I'm not the oldest person you have on the podcast. So maybe people, I don't have the most wisdom, but from what I've experienced from these things we talked about and everything else, like, and what I've seen in my clients who succeed as well. First one, I think is probably the most important one. It's basically just to keep going, no matter what happens. Like you're going to have obstacles come up. Like I said, Ben and I, with our business, we had to get rid of the entire team. We had an office. We had to get rid of the office, get rid of the team. We both had to move back in with our parents at like 27 or something. Like it was all... Yeah, not not the dream that we'd envisaged for having our business. But we kept going through that. We learned a lot from going through that. And now we're in a much better place. We could have stopped. We could have gone back into you know an engineering career that we started. And that wouldn't have been right for us. But in the moment, it's really hard. And same with people with weight loss journeys. There's times where, like you've had the last year, you know, serious things happen that really can derail you for a while. COVID happened, lockdown happened. But as long as you don't forget the goals you have long-term or, or, or where you want to be at. I think that really helps. So for, for me, it was keep going no matter what, and then try not to put a, a time pressure on it. Cause the other thing I see a lot with weight loss, but also with myself is it, it makes it really stressful. If you've got this, like, usually we set far too short a deadline, right? I find <laughs> yeah, it's like like, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You start the business and you're like, again, we were young, we were men, we were like, we want to make a million pounds. And it's like, this is actually taking a bloody long time to do, but now, now we're kind of just like not aiming for such silly goals, but also going, we understand this takes a long time and, have, and going, I'm just, we're just going to keep going. We know we're going to get to these things we want to do. We want to get, we want to get a thousand clients. So we've got 350 at the moment. We'll get there. I'm com- comfortable of it whilst maintaining all our other values. So giving amazing service and everything else, but it, we're not putting like a serious deadline on it. And I think yeah. that really helps. Oh, I love that. This is why I hate smart objectives because they're just archaic, but also they drive that behavior of, oh, I've not hit it in that time frame, therefore I'll give up. So that kind of keep going and be mindful of the time frames that you're setting, I think is a really lovely one. Not everyone can do this. I get it. It's, what we do isn't really cheap. It's an investment. But we try and get people on board for 12 months because it gives them a completely different mindset. If they've got a 12-month mindset of, I've had a holiday, I've gained a couple of pounds or maybe even five pounds, but we can get that off quickly if you can have the mindset of, you know, it's a little bump in the road over 12 months. But if you like, I've got 12 weeks or even more extreme with some diets, you know, four weeks or six weeks until my holiday, I've got to do it all by then. One bump and like you said, people just go, there's no way I can achieve the, the crazy goal I've, I've set for myself in that time frame. So I might as well give up. We're all inherently impatient. I'm also really impatient. Across a year, there are going to be things that mean that 
you can't be a hundred percent on it, whatever the on it is mm. for the whole time. You know, we want to go on holiday and enjoy it. And I remember in my early days of the weight loss journey, I did a year of absolutely on it with no deviation whatsoever. I have no idea how I did that because it's quite miraculous when I look back at it, but I can do that now for short periods of time, you know, be that 30 days or whatever, or, or 60 days. But beyond that, you kind of go, well, you know, there are things that come up that mean that I don't want to be taking Tupperware when I go on a weekend away no. with my husband, because that just feels a bit ridiculous now. So it's that kind of balancing, isn't it? So a 12-month time frame or even beyond that. Yeah. It's a lifetime. I mean, time. it's a lifetime, really. But <laughs> we have to start somewhere with the 12 yeah. months. And we go, oh, wait, this is a lifetime. Sign up for a lifetime, ladies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The next one was to get help from people with a track record of what you do. And this isn't me saying you should work with me because I've had a track record of working with women over 40. This was... Looking back at the, the times we struggled in business and I've struggled in things and then looking at the times where things have worked out, I can't take full credit for it because if I go back, like, and I don't think anyone can, like every stage where things worked well, I had help. So the GCSE results, I had these AQA books that were amazing. Like I, I still have them in my bedroom at my parents' house. My mum's a bit of a hoarder, so she still hasn't cleared out my bedroom and I'm 32, but... <laughs> Yeah, they're still in there, but they, they were so good at helping me with like stuff that wasn't very inspiring that the teachers had given us in these dry textbooks. So they made it interesting. And then fast forward to business stuff, like we've always paid for people to teach us the stuff we don't know. So like we had a coach that helped us with marketing, first of all, because we had no idea about even needing marketing. And then someone kind of said, have you thought about this? And then we've had people help us more recently with like growing the team and how to put out a good job advert, how to interview people, how to hire people. And the one time it didn't work well is when we hired someone who actually didn't have a track record of success. We had a business coach and she'd been successful in a corporate job, but she'd never run her own business. And I'm not blaming her because we also didn't know what we're doing, but she helped us with hiring really well because I guess she'd done that in her career, but she didn't see that we were spending far too much money and we were literally going to, you know, we didn't have any money for tax. We didn't have separate bank accounts for these things. We had no strategy for that. And so she didn't see that we were making loads of terrible decisions. And I'm not blaming her, but it was just she hadn't run her own business. And I think from my perspective, I would only advise someone on something that I've done and probably even messed up. So like now I've messed up a lot of things in business. I feel like I could help someone with that. Same with fitness. So I think getting help, you don't have to hire them. You know, it could be a friend. It could be someone who's done it. But that was definitely key for me. And even with that snatch, that weightlifting goal, I'm a fitness coach, but I still have the coaches at my gym create programs for me. I don't create my own programs. One, because I don't have the time or energy or inclination. And if I don't have one, I'm useless. Just the same as everyone else, like running the business, takes up all my time and energy. So I just need to go and be told, this is what you're doing today and do it. And then they just gave me feedback. Going, oh, have you thought about this? You need to put your arms like this. And again, it was getting help from someone who they're stronger than me. They're better than me at that. And they know how to train on it. So I think that's the second one. Just get help from people who know how to do what you're doing and they've got a track record of doing it yeah and that credibility that you can hook into because even if you have credibility in the same arena as you do in the fitness world there's still stuff that you don't know and that you can be shown and yeah. somebody else hooking into that with you can drive the motivation as well so yeah totally love that one and then my last one is actually i said it in the first one just be patient so almost every goal 
GCSE results, I guess you have a deadline because the GCSEs are when they are. But all the others, like building the business, has taken way longer than I would have thought, but it's been yeah. completely worth it. Although actually it's going pretty quick right now. So <laughs> back on that, like trying to keep up on the treadmill. But like the weightlifting goal took way longer than I thought, but it was so satisfying when I achieved it. Because a few of the other like proudest moments I wrote down, like it was like the first nicer car I got, which is the second car I got. But actually that didn't take much time because I was like living at home. It wasn't very hard to save money. I was 19. My parents gave me a bit of money towards it. When I look back at it, it wasn't a long enough thing to be really proud of. So for me, most of the ones I'm proud of are like, because I worked towards them for a long time and they were then so like, haven't seen the team together. It was like, this is eight years of like grinding, basically, you know, pushing through thick and thin to get to this point. And it's so much better for it. Yeah. Just that patience to kind of like go, I will get there no matter what. That's the mindset I think I've realized I've always had. When we were being paid nothing, I had the amount Ben and I now earn, which isn't crazy, but it, you know, it's, it's, it's plenty to be comfortable on. I had it on post-it notes inside my wardrobe because I was like, I can't keep going like this. And I, I wrote down the other day, I was like, I need to be satisfied because I've got here because I'm always thinking what's next. But actually I had that on post-it notes and it was like this thing, like I was like, I have to manifest it somehow. Yeah, you've achieved it because you've visualized it. It's amazing. I thought I might do it in like six months and it took about three years, but <laughs> there you go. It still happened. Which is that lesson around the be patient. So we've got, is your secret to success then, if I've remembered them rightly, we've got keep going. You know, you might not be getting there in the time frame that you want, but just keep going because you will. You've got ask for help from those credible experts or credible knowledgeable people that can give you the help and advice that you need. And then you've got be patient about when the outcome is going to come because it might not be precisely when you think it will but if you keep going then it'll come eventually yeah exactly the one thing i'll add i know you probably want to move on (laughs) i really (laughs) want to say this with the keep going no matter what bit you need the vision for where you're going obviously as well because it's i keep going towards what otherwise it's like what am i keeping going towards i think i've got my 2022 vision on the wall there it's a series of pictures you've got the same thing I've already done two of them I've only, and I've only got three things on my vision. That's the other thing. So I've like, over the years, I've just put less and less and less and less on it because I've realized you can only do so much. But I've, I've got the idea of that vision and then we've got a company vision for, for three and five years. So it's having that vision and then going, it's there. I don't know how the hell we're going to do it, but we'll get there and I'll just keep going no matter what. And that vision, just the, I guess the final point on that, we're going to keep going, we're going to be patient, we're going to get the help. Just focus on the next first step. Yeah. You know, sometimes it can feel like you're a million miles away from it, but if you're just focused on the next first step, as I call it, get that done and then move on to the next first step after that. It just makes it so much more tactical in the pursuit of that goal. 100%. And that's where getting the help should help because if you're getting the right help, they should just tell you the next step. The business mentors we work with, it's like, you know, credit credit plan, they review it and we go, these are our steps for the quarter. And that's all we're focused on. And that's broken down week by week. So just open the plan and go, that's what I'm doing this week. doesn't always happen, but most of the time, the workout one, show up, the coach has written the workout, this is your weightlifting. So you're absolutely right. And I think that's one thing that I wanted to like do everything on my own. I'm quite independent, but realized I don't always know what the next best step is because there's always like 50 especially in business, right? There's always 50 things you could do. So having the person to go, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, just do that. So like for us recently, 
we've just hired a second membership advisor so there are people who speak to people before they sign up it was like ben and i are spending far too much time now speaking to people on the phone who want to sign up love doing it but there's so many other things that need to be done it's yes. like you're not going to get any of the other stuff done on your to-do list until you do that and that's what our coaches helped us with that was like you need to stop putting this off because if you put this off you're going to have to train the next year and you're not going to hit next year's goals because it's going to be too late Exactly. So again, the help is, I think, is the one thing I'd say is like, if you don't know what the next step is, find someone who knows what the next step is, because they'll be able to tell you. And point you in the right direction. Oh, do you know, it's been such a joy catching up and, and actually doing it about you rather than about me, because I'm on your podcast, but it's just been lovely doing it this way. And your openness and your honesty and your willingness to share your humility as well. Lovely absolutely lovely so thank you you're beyond your 32 years i think 32 that's right isn't it yeah 33 soon but we'll say 32 <laughs> i mean you're like 45 in your head i think my body feels like i'm 45 this week <laughs> <laughs> i'll be groaning when i'm getting out of this chair <laughs> <laughs> yeah you probably need like a sports massage or something like that yeah treat and, myself yeah definitely Well, thank you ever so much for sharing with us. It's been a joy. And thank you, listener, for tuning in. I hope you got some value from the session. And take care, everyone, and I'll speak to you soon. And so, just like that, we're at the end of the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed your time listening today. And a big thank you from me for taking the time. I'd really love it if you would be able to leave a review because it really does help us to get noticed. And if you haven't already, why not subscribe and then you never miss an episode. I wish you a lovely rest of the day, whatever it is that you're doing. And I hope that you stay safe and well.